If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Welcome back to another episode of Higher Priestess. This one is much awaited by me, at least, because I've been so excited to speak about it since we had a little preview on the phone, Sefi. Since birth, I've been excited to talk about feminist sex. I knew yeah. it was my mission for this lifetime, and I'm excited. My name's Erin. I'm joined by... Persephone. And we're going to discuss feminist sex, if it's possible, how to have it. Why so many of us are not having it. Yeah. And how to break the cycle. Let's break it. Break the wheel. Break the fucking wheel. Stay tuned. So, this episode came up as an idea because, Sefi, you called me the other day and made quite the declaration. (laughs) And I said, stop, stop, stop. Let's do it on the pod. Do you remember what it was? Yeah, well, I phoned you and said, I'm never having sex with a man again. Which is quite the statement, I would say. But also, I don't know whether I agree. I, I go through phases with this where I say, I'm never doing this one thing again. Kind of like, I'm never eating a carrot again. I'm never gonna drink tea again. Never drinking coffee again. And tomorrow it's carrot salad day. All day rabbit day. I have done this with many things before, yeah. Where I like a big, big statement. I'm never doing this thing ever again. And then the next day it's like, um, okay, well I- I can't help myself. I had carrots for dinner, <laughs> yeah. I had sex with 10 men. Louis Theroux came around. I didn't, <laughs> what was I supposed to do? So what happened? What um what triggered you? Well, I was thinking about like power dynamics within the, within society that are heightened within sex, and I was thinking about consent as a whole. Um, just going about my life, I'm in the ch- I'm paying for my food, I'm in the queues, I'm kind of buying my tea, I'm walking on my walks, thinking about consent. It's just what we do. Yeah. And I was thinking about how I feel quite uncomfortable with the idea of consent as it is like conceptualized in our society. In that if two people both decide mm. to have sex that is consent both people don't say no both people say yes that is consent but that completely ignores yeah. power dynamics that exist within society in that we know that we exist we exist within a patriarchal capitalist white supremacist society we've been through this we've read our marks we've read our angles we know what's going on here it's funny actually that you say that consent is just like okay like they said yes they said yes now they're having sex and that's fine and that's consent um and yet we haven't figured out how consent can interact with other power dynamics when it comes to the patriarchy when we still have we've managed to as society be like okay it's wrong if 35 year old man grooms a 16 year old or 15 year old girl in the uk Mm -hmm. and she is saying yes 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 i want to have sex with you yes 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 we understand that that still cannot be consent because she is a minor. So we do understand how all of these things interact. And yet we still are finding it so difficult or only now seem to be having the conversation of like, but actually there's a broader power structure in place. It's not just about age or career or uh, familial status or any of that. It's also just in the kind of superstructure of what we know, men and women have been kind of vastly separated when it comes to power. And I think it's quite naive to be saying two people that are in completely separate positions in their life can equally come together in this sort of, um, this joining of equal parties. It's like, but it's not that though. It's not that though. Like that is not what's 
going on. It's not two equal people deciding on the same thing together. It's someone that has power and someone that maybe has less power societally coming together to decide things. And things play in in different ways. Race obviously plays in, class obviously plays in. But I'm thinking the model of consent that we have is so simplistic. It's so flawed. Mm. Well, we have said probably in like four episodes in a row now that you can't effectively consent in a patriarchal society because how could you? In a society where so much of sex is built on porn that is violent against women, where so much of sex is built on male superiority to be presumed and female inferiority to be presumed, when so much of sex is built on like heteronormative ideas, Mm -hmm. how can you consent when you're teaching children what sex is and you've split up the girls and boys and you told the girls about their periods and how boys are going to have wanks? How is that sex education? Yeah, you told the women what a tampon is and how to put a sanitary towel on and how to put a condom on. And you told the men, you can do this thing, it's called wanking. You have these things called wet dreams. Your cum makes a baby and the women are learning about the pain of childbirth. Mm. I don't think so. I don't think so. Why did we not find out what a clit was until our friends told us? Yeah, what was your sex education like as a child? Shit. Was it? I think my formal sex education was shit. My personal sex education from like my mum was great what about you did we watch like a cartoon of like of people properly like fucking <laughs> we we had sex education quite a lot i loved i used to love when we were gonna have sex education Same. it's like my favorite i mean it's still kind of my favorite thing now but i remember they took they brought out this model of a penis it was in year eight and the teacher was pregnant that was teaching us and we remember one of my friends going she fucked and we were all thought <laughs> it was hilarious we're like oh my god she's had sex i still think that's funny <laughs> she fucked she fucked but we definitely had sex education or a form of sex education in like god like year four i think really i don't think ours was that young i think we had year five and year six stuff but it was very much split off and we were learning about periods oh my god and the question i asked oh yeah okay the question i fucking asked oh my god this has just come back to me like oh my god i've been hit by a truck go on tell it on the pod tell it on the pod they said does anyone have any questions tell us and it was like an anonymous thing and of course you did and i wrote yeah of course i'm always the first to i remember i put the condom on like in like year eight and thought i was so cheeky for it um Yeah, anyone have any anonymous questions? And I wrote in, is the number of times you put the penis in the amount of babies you have? Oh my god. Isn't that sweet? Oh, like I thought it's How like- How old were you? This is in primary school. This was year five, it must have been, or year yeah. six potentially. But I remember thinking like, what the hell? Like I th- obviously thought you just lo- latch on. For dear life. <laughs> and you don't want any more than one. When did you and your mum start talking about it then? Mm, I started my period really early. I started my period in year five, so. Had you had, had you spoken about it before? There was always a thing of, we had this fucking weird book called Mummy Laid an Egg. I don't know what this was but i remember this was fucking weird it had like quite graphic sex positions in and it was like a book i was reading like young it was about sex you were reading it every fucking night thinking of fred and george from harry potter (laughs) (laughs) can't wait till i lay my fucking egg (laughs) fred and george it is mortifying that i fancy them but you know what it's out in the public now it's out in the public domain i can't deny not both just Fred and or George Weasley. Oh, you went two timing. No, 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 no. It's and or George. I just love the cheeky um older brother twin thing, like run a sweet shop. Oof, love it. Cheeky chappy. What was I saying? Mummy laid an egg. Um <laughs> <laughs> But it went through all these things yeah. of like, some people say it's like um, the kids get baked in the oven. Some kids say that it's like the stalks bring them. Some people say they grow from flowers in the garden, but this is what happens. And it was these pictures. I remember there was one picture. It was all the different sex positions. And one was them, the mum and the dad on a space hopper having sex. And I was thinking, Jesus, what is this? Interesting. That feels like it's hitting somewhere in the back of my mind too. <laughs> Shall I see if I can find it? Mummy laid an egg. Everyone right now, Google mummy. Mummy laid an egg is kind of hard. Honey, I shrunk the kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's the sequel. Oh my god, yeah, I found it. Mummy laid an egg. Oh yeah, it's got proper pictures of like dicks in it. Oh, let's see. Oh look, well you can see it right there. They're on on a skateboard having sex. They've got balloons. They're on a space hopper. Oh, it's little drawings. Yeah, this is a bit more basic than I thought it was, but you know, when you were a child, you thought that was kind of Picasso. <laughs> but the boobs are real. I remember thinking like, Jesus, these boobs are real circles. And then it's like all the animals come in and animals. So it's, I don't think there was ever, you know, like when people say like the talk, mm. the birds and the bees. There was never that. There was never any. Um, I was 
was never any, under any false ideas about what happened. It's kind of like, it's a thing that mummies and daddies do. And then it got more like technical as I grew up rather than kind of, it's a, a stalk brings you and then later you have this big revelation. Oh my God, there's penis when it's yeah. vagina. Well, thank God for the same here and thank God for that. Imagine. Like finding out Father Christmas isn't real. Yeah. Did I tell you about the way that I found out Father Christmas wasn't real? No. I must have been really young, probably like five. And I had my suspicions already. <laughs> Because I'm not a fucking idiot. <laughs> You're like, this isn't adding up. How is that man getting through a chimney of every house? Yeah, it's, it doesn't add up. No, it's not adding up. I used to be a little bullshitter that said I saw him. I used to be like, I saw him. We had a convo in my room. Oh my God. Oh, you were, weren't you? That's funny. Mm. Like, kind of, of course you would do that. I was like, I stroked the reindeer. I saw him in my room. <laughs> He took me back to the North Pole with him. Yeah. I stayed for two weeks. Time isn't real there. He said, do you want to be an elf? And I said, no, I can't possibly leave my family. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> so I had my suspicions that Father Christmas wasn't real. I'd heard the whispers from children like you saying they'd met him. And I thought... Nasty rumours going around. Yeah. No, it's not. That's not it. So <laughs> I thought, okay, what can I do here? I can bind him in kind of contractual law. Mm. I can write up a little document. So I got my little notepad out and I wrote saying, and I said, dear Father Christmas, and I hid it in only a place that Father Christmas would know, kind of by the fireplace, under the tree, right where my presents are going to go. <laughs> right by the mince pie, yeah. Yeah, and I kept, kept it top secret. Dear Father Christmas, if you are... Like, I've heard some things. <laughs> no judgment. But if you are real, sign here. And I did a little <laughs> dotted line. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And come Christmas fucking morning, I go down, I rush to my document, no signature on the dotted line. <laughs> <sighs> that's bad <laughs> that's and yet hmm, weird there's kind of flower in the shape of footsteps by the front door interesting a lot of presents seem to be in the stocking there's presents here that's interesting mince pie's got a bite out of it mince pie's gone interesting but no signature to be seen no no sign on the dotted line so i wasn't buying it so you went and asked your mum like what where is the signature i think i kept it to myself for a bit i think i thought i can't fucking trust you lot yeah exactly <laughs> i hold my cards <laughs> like, well, close to my chest <laughs> Something is going on. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting around Christmas Day. They're going, wow, isn't Father Christmas generous? I'm going, hmm, yeah. Sounds like it. He is, isn't he? Unimpressed. <laughs> I remember when I found out, I was crying, crying, crying. Wow. You were mortified thinking that's so embarrassing. I've told everyone that I've met him and yeah. now he's not real. <laughs> the plan's gone really wrong. The plan has backfired. You've been outed. He's been sighted. He's been sighted. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that has to get caught. No, no, that's going in. That's it. That's who's that? Seamus about to it's like he's been sighted. He's been sighted. Holding. The thing. <laughs> Keep your friends close, Harry. <laughs> fuck's sake yeah no i remember being like quite upset cry 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 and then i was like does this mean jesus isn't real my mum was oh. like no he's never been real <laughs> oh Wait, my like, god kind of who told you he was real we've never been playing that game like yeah. no no that wasn't part of the deal i wonder where you got that information i was like does this mean jesus isn't real <laughs> and she was like no we never said he was babe <laughs> Sorry, just thinking about Jesus. Mm. I love how people came for feminist sex and now they're staying for Jesus. Jesus Christ. But I do think, I was thinking this the other day when I knew we would have this chat. To me, this kind of sums it up. When, listen, a vast population of this earth believe in Christianity, believe in the stories of Jesus Christ, etc., etc. How can there be consent when we have understood our whole scope of sex to be that man was created from a woman that was a virgin because even God's mummy couldn't have sex because she was too pure. Even if you're making Jesus Christ, it's still a sin to have sex, lady. So how can you consent? So fucking true. And fucking Adam and Eve. Even fucking Mary couldn't be a whore. She's literally God's mum. God's mum. I think she's also God's wife. She's kind of God's bitch and also God's mum. She fills a lot of roles. Yeah. There's a lot of emotional labour going on for Mary. Poor old Mary. (laughs) She's there's just really pulling her weight. So on the polls, well, when eighty five percent of you lot on the polls are saying that sex is better for the other person than it is for you, bleak. 
how isn't that bleak it's really bleak also like i i'm you know it's not your fucking fault like well so yeah here's my thing with that so i obviously have been in a relationship for a long time and i feel like i i've obviously been changed by being in that relationship for so long so and obviously i'm biased and have my own experiences and blah 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 but i always felt like confused i remember saying like even at uni like if someone in the house had had sex with someone we'd been out or whatever they'd had sex the guy leaves in the morning and then we would all chat about whatever just happened i would always really be like was the set was it good was that good sex or like if you know you're going into yeah you know you're going out tonight and you know this is specifically about a heterosexual experience by the way and i'm talking from the female perspective to like go and find a guy to have sex with or whatever the guy's interested in you you're gonna have sex soon i would just always be like i if anything i just felt like god you guys must be lucky that you can just have sex with someone and enjoy it because for me if i kind of knew that i you know there were whispers of me and this other guy kind of from a seminar who kind of fancied me or whatever and we started chatting on the night and he came back to mine or whatever i mean it wouldn't even get to that i'd have no interest because i'd know that the sex would be bad for me i just wanted to get to the bottom of it but apparently 85 percent of you are having bad sex so i don't know (laughs) well i think the thing is it's like it's about working out how to make it good and i think this is what i mean by i'm not having sex again with a man i'm not having shit sex with a man again like i'm not having it's kind of the trope of male dominance and female passivity that it makes things shit or just even the idea that good sex for a woman involves female dominance and skipping that like rather than you're getting fucked you're fucking them it's almost like the woman has to ask for what she wants demand what she wants but the man doesn't have to it's just a given that the man is going to come and you're performing for him yeah because the whole way that we learn about sex is you're shown kind of those two an illustration of two people on a space hopper (sighs) where this woman is just bouncing her vagina up and down on top of him which really for most vaginas is not going to feel like much it's not going to be good yeah exactly and it's not how so many women experience their vulvas and vaginas to be good for them is not kind of shoving something in and out as many times as they want to get a baby out of it (laughs) we have quintuplets Yeah, I think I'd love to do an episode on like Vagina 101 because I feel like there is so much that is not known about vaginas. Like the idea that people think that shoving a dick inside your vagina, just that is going to do anything. And it's like, oh my God, I can't come from sex. No, no, you're not having sex though. Your sexual organ is your clit. Your sexual organ is not your vagina. Mm -hmm. Some women are lucky enough to have, to be having sex, for example, and the back of their clit is being stimulated by their penis inside them. I can't relate personally, but... Well, why would you? That's such an anomaly that basically the back, yeah, that's it. The back of your clit, the front wall of your vagina can sometimes be touched. That is the front of your clit, essentially. I think everyone now should Google the anatomy of a clitoris. It has legs... It is a whole fucking thing. Yeah, I know for a fact that... I mean, I've never met another woman who really knows anything about her vulva or vagina. You are the only other woman that I know that would understand what I mean by it's got legs. (laughs) People don't know what a cervix is. They don't know what a cervix would look like. They don't know how their body changes. They think the vulva... They think the vulva is the vagina. Yeah, they'll be like, my vagina's out. This is why we need to talk about this, guys. If you're just... If you're just standing somewhere naked... Unless you are a mutant. (laughs) Unless you are spread eagle. You cannot see your vagina. Even if you were spread eagle, you'd have to be... To be honest. Yeah, you'd have to be pulled open. Your vagina is literally the thing that... That's what you put a tampon into. That's what you put a penis into. That's where blood comes out and a baby comes out. The vaginal tunnel. You're you're talking about your vulva, guys. And so when so many women are told to... Essentially taught to know nothing about their vulvas, how would... A 15-year-old boy, when when that 15-year-old girl and boy are having sex for the first time. Of course. And he's just kind of bouncing around all over the place. And he's watched porn. So he's seen someone, Some well, I mean, you guys know our thoughts on porn. And they're watching a dick go very fast in and out of a vagina. And the girl is loving it. She's absolutely loving it. Of course they think that's real. But it's not real. That is not what's happening. Mm. So when I was thinking about sort of feminist sex, I was thinking a little bit about 
film, I was thinking about how female desire is structured on screen and how that has fed into how we understand our own desires and understand our own sexuality as women. Mm -hmm. Because it's been mirrored in this way that we can see within our own experiences. And we're talking about Twilight and I think you can really see this in Twilight so much. Oh my God. In the way that it's like a man desires to possess an object and a woman desires to be possessed as the object and to perform as the object. So there's a film theorist that I really love. And if you, you may know her, she's called Laura Mulvey. And I wanted to quote her because she um, has this whole idea about women on screen. So I wanted to quote her. I mean, I always fucking do this. As in, I did this with fucking Roxanne Gay. Oh yeah, word for word. But we can't butcher. Oh, I could never butcher. And Laura Mulvey's stands. So she's got, um, if you studied film at uni, you will 100% know Laura Mulvey because she's got um, a big essay, I guess, called Visual and Other Pleasures. But so she says, in a world ordered by sexual imbalance, pleasure in looking has been split between active male and passive female the determining gaze projects its fantasy onto the female form which is styled accordingly in their traditional exhibitionist role women are simultaneously looked at and displayed with their appearance coded for strong visual and erotic impact so that they can be said to connote a to be looked atness and this idea of like to be looked atness i think is so prominent in porn and the way that women have sex we said it on an early episode i can't remember which like are you having sex to have sex? Or are you having sex for a camera that isn't in the room? Yeah, you're performing. Like, where's the camera? Exactly. And it's like, men watch the woman and the woman watches herself being watched by the man. Yeah. It's this really weird thing where the woman is constantly performing. And if you've ever faked an orgasm, this is you. You <laughs> are performing this kind of to be looked atness, and you exist to be observed yeah. and looked at and i think it's a spectacle so painful like it's such a sad aspect of what we've done to female sexuality it's a performance especially when so much of what women can look like is so strict and then on top of that women can only be sexualized in the sense that i mean everyone can understand the objectification of the female body in the way that I've seen even people say and I completely agree that they're like am I gay or what because I would never find a man attractive in the way that I would understand a woman's beauty and it's just like well probably you've lived in a patriarchal society for so long that you can understand women to be sexualized in a way that you would never look at a little penis and think "Mm, that's sexy absolutely not no never but you look at boobs and you think yeah that's sexy yeah because we understand sexuality through female performance yeah and through female objectification and how there's almost a desire within female um, sexuality under patriarchal law essentially that allows women to desire being objectified you desire to be the pretty object that of everyone's desire Mm. well completely you don't desire to possess you desire to be possessed well completely and so then how can you have consent when so what you're a 16 year old girl and you're consenting to being observed is that what you're consenting to because you're not consenting to sex yeah what are you consenting to this is also the bit that gets me about modern dating and modern sex that just it just rubs me the wrong way let's say um (laughs) good pun let's say it (laughs) I once had a friend who would after every joke she used to swear that she didn't do this but she used to say a joke and then she used to say ha ha boom boom oh my god and then we used to say you used to do that you used to go ha ha boom boom and she was like I never said that no that is bad it's basil brush yeah full basil brush ha ha boom boom that's really bad (laughs) it's kind of making me die thinking about it it rubs me the wrong way ha ha boom boom you were saying something in particular robs you in the wrong way but you didn't tell us what yet (laughs) so for example in the idea that men get more out of sex than women do so you have a one night stand two equal parties we're calling them in big quotes come forward a man and a woman and they have sex and this is ignoring Mm. race class all of the other things that play in there's a man and a woman equal parties as we're calling them they have sex it's not just what happens in that moment it's the entire aftermath of that that constructs this as unequal as unbalanced and not fair because it's Mm. the man goes home and says oh yeah i fucked this girl gets the status the ego he comes on the night all of that everything that happens and the woman goes home um generally speaking and i've seen it happen and i've done it myself and you're waiting for a text ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com you're waiting for further validation and it's that you've entered this contract where the man gets to come for the understanding that then he will text you later you're what are you selling what are you selling and what are you buying mm-hmm. this is a transaction that isn't fair completely that it's interesting because when i knew we were doing this episode the other day i was thinking about well i was thinking about even just the phrase one night stand and when i so i looked it up and i thought it was really interesting because let me actually read it word for word A one-night stand is a single sexual encounter, and then it goes on, in which there is an expectation that there shall be no further relations between the sexual participants. And that is not the reality. No, that is not what people are doing. You're going into it, even though it's never been said, you are going into it with the expectation, or at least the hope and desire, that kind of, you're having sex with him on Friday, at least by kind of Wednesday, Thursday, he will have texted you. Do you think he'll message me? This is why I find um, casual sex to be manipulative because I've seen people do it and again I'll say I've done it myself where you you write a script yeah yeah you write the script but also so you write the script of they'll text you by Wednesday and then they haven't texted you by Wednesday but they're thinking they might text you by Thursday or they they're thinking they might not text you at all and you're thinking oh but I kind of want him to come to this party maybe he'll be there Mm -hmm. blah 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 but also I find it manipulative because false intimacy there is no difference so for me I would rather it was just be sex that is it yeah for example if I'm if I'm entering a one night stand that is what you expect it to be however after you've had sex I find it manipulative on a one night stand for them to be kind of playing with your hair rubbing your back have a little cuddle 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 times that is fake intimacy and that's to be honest mimicking love which i find to be incredibly strange with someone that i have entered the the agreement with we're never going to speak again well it's also completely gross in the sense that he wasn't doing that for his ex-girlfriend he was treating her like shit Mm-hmm. But he needs to keep you kind of in his room for the next eight hours because he might be able to sex with you in the morning. Yeah, yeah, it's really bleak. It's almost a bit performative and a bit almost um, fake. You're performing intimacy with someone. Yeah, because people don't have the emotional scope to differentiate between lust and love. They don't know how to perform sex without kind of um, stroking your hair, even though they can't fucking stand you and they're not interested in you in the slightest. I just think it's like I need to know what you voted before I have sex with you. Well, I was thinking that. So I'm going to have to talk about it. The fall. <laughs> I do want to do, I want to do a full on episode essentially on like misogyny in film. Fifty Shades Every of Grey, episode. for example. I want to do an episode on misogyny. It's like, uh, we've done a few on those yeah, already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I would, I, I'm so, um, this is kind of at the top of my brain every morning at the moment. But anyway, I was thinking when watching The Fall. Which is a Netflix show? Show, which you have to watch. I'm going to. And if if Sefi's going to watch it, we're going to do an episode on it. So you have to watch it in preparation for the episode. I've never cared about anything more. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, Erin watched it and she fell in love. And I mean hard in love. And she sometimes does this where I've only <sighs> seen this once before with Seth Rogen. It's a bad habit. It's a bad habit. I've fallen, to be honest, in, in equal parts, I've fallen in love with Jamie Dornan and Gillian Anderson. Nice, I get it. Yeah, I get that. I can't get enough. Anyway, the fall. Basically, this guy has a full-on wife and kids, but he also murders women. And so I was thinking about how when this woman 
consented to marrying this guy when this woman every now and then is consenting to having sex with this guy who is her husband how can it really be consent because essentially consent. he's living yeah he's living this double life i didn't consent to have sex with a rapist exactly that and that's the same thing as what's the word stealthing as well it's like we i consented to have sex with you under this premise and now the premise has been changed i never consented and also i think the law was changed quite recently like maybe in the 80s this is completely off the top of my head um i think my mum said this that the law changed recently but recent to my mum god knows mm. that it was like now to have sex with your partner who has cheated on you and you don't know they've cheated on you is rape yeah is this correct up until 1994 a husband could rape his wife and it was legal because she mm-hmm. was bound to have sex with him 1994 our parents could have been trying for us in 94 1994 Two years before our birth. We were born in 96. That's crazy. So basically, this is why the image of consent that we have of if two people say yes and they're both over the age of 16, it's consensual. That's not true. That isn't true. Like, how can we be walking around saying that that makes perfect sense? Mm. It relies on everybody being equal in this society and everyone having equal power. Yeah, and it relies also on, on everyone having the same understanding of sex, for example. When half the kids in school don't know, literally don't know what sex is, is and don't know what their bodies do and i always say can sit for an hour and get acrylic put on their fingernails can sit and put their contact lenses in in the morning and touch their eyeballs but won't touch their cervix because they don't know what it is (laughs) that's the society that i'm looking around i'm unimpressed i'm so unimpressed it's not impressive it's a disaster there's almost like i remember there used to be like a level of cuteness potentially of like girls that like oh my god i don't even know what my vagina does like oh like vaginas and it's like guys this this has to stop that's not cute I've honestly just rolled my eyes straight into next week's episode. (laughs) I'm fucking out of here. (laughs) Right into next Tuesday. (laughs) But is there... Did you experience that? Girls that be like, oh my God, I would never touch my vagina. I still experience it. Girls that wouldn't put a tampon in without an applicator. Not because it's easier, but because it's like, oh my God, I don't want to touch my vagina. So are you joking? (sighs) Are you joking? I fully find it exhausting. But you're you're literally going to put a cotton bud inside your ear hole you're literally gonna you're gonna touch your eyeball with your own fingernails like you're gonna do so many things and yet your poor little vagina hasn't felt human touch in years (laughs) (laughs) the cold plastic of a tampon applicator is all it gets yeah it's so sad i think but also you're gonna get let yourself a little 14 year old girl get fingered at a party by ratty mcgee but you're scared of your clit yeah i'm confused yeah hopefully we start waking up younger oh that's nice wake up younger well in the sense that it was quite a trend to be kind of 15 and be like oh my god vagina like oh they're just so vaginas are just so ugly blah 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 oh my god that was such a thing vaginas are so ugly vaginas are so ugly stop hating yourself you freak why do you hate yourself stop hating yourself (laughs) everyone else is gonna hate you you can't hate you too (laughs) who told you that who told you you're ugly but feminist sex do you think you have feminist sex I think we can think about it in two ways. I think we can think about the concept of feminist sex and then the kind of verb, the action to participate in feminist sex. And I think to participate in, yes, feminist sex, I do. Conceptually, can feminist sex or can sex be feminist in this world currently? Probably not, no. But in my kind of own relationships and in my own life, I think I'm pretty far along on the spectrum in terms of making it as feminist as possible and what do we mean by feminist are we saying that that means that women are getting the equal amount as the men are getting the women are not being i think it's where the woman is not disempowered in her own sexuality because we were playing a bit of a game on the phone the other day when we were coming up with this when i phoned you saying never to have sex again it's a it's i mean i also don't agree with myself but i don't agree with myself the second i stopped talking i instantly think yeah i don't agree with that bitch there we go exactly i don't agree with anything i've said for the past 30 weeks on this podcast Every Everything I just said, in, yeah, everything I just said, just it's all outdated already. Um, we were playing a fun game on the phone where we were saying, <laughs> We are fucking lunatics. Yeah, this is really <laughs> mad. And then you said, Let's play it on the podcast. And I forgot about it up until now, but I think we should play the game. We were saying, We were coming up with couples and we were saying, Do we think they have feminist sex? And we were saying, Who gets more out of the sex? Who gets more out of the sex? It's, it's- my second favourite game that we do, second to 
the most embarrassing ringtone <laughs> i heard the most embarrassing ringtone so for example we have a game that's <laughs> we spoke about this once on the pilot season i think but what is the most embarrassing ringtone like for example you're sat in like a seminar you're sat in a meeting and, and this song plays the phone goes off and it's a song not just fucking marimba a song i used to say the most embarrassing song is mama do the hump mama do the hump hump <laughs> That's bad. That's a bad one. Mama, would you please let them do the hum-hum? Oh, the one the other day. Oh, it was this one. Mm. It goes... It's the intros that you want to be bad. And this intro is quite bad. <laughs> it starts off with sound effect. And then it goes... So many girls in here. Where do I begin? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this one. I'm about to go in. About to go in. Yeah. And that's, that's why I said bad. where them girls at girls at. Bad ringtone. Yeah, that's really bad. I heard one, well, we said this in a podcast a few days ago that I think the most embarrassing thing, a few weeks ago, the most embarrassing thing that you could say on a date, and I still think, I think this would be an embarrassing ringtone too, is that advert that's like, I want some crusher. Oh, lovely crusher. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell, it's bad. But the one I heard the other day that someone reminded me of, I think this is bad because it's so outdated and we used, and people used to think this was so funny. Um, I think it would be really embarrassing I just forgot all about this and it hit me, it hit a spot in my head. Your phone starts ringing, you're in a meeting and it's spider pig, spider pig, (laughs) does whatever a spider pig does. Awful. Because that's like, oh, that's bad. Like it's really like, why was that funny at the time? It's really been eradicated from the world for like nine years. (laughs) It's like, does he swim? No, we can't use a pig. It's like, oh, that's bad. No, that's but bad. I thought about that. That would be a bad one. Almost, um, we should upgrade this game into, it's not about um, phone ringtones anymore. It's what's an embarrassing podcast intro. Oh, my. That's bad. Spider Pig is a bad podcast intro. A bad, an embarrassing podcast intro is one where you reference Stephen Mulhern in the first episode, (laughs) which is us. Yeah, if you haven't listened to the last episode, consider yourself lucky. Um, You should take part in this game. Send us screenshots of what you think would be an embarrassing song. Please. Because I die at any song. Yeah, any song is bad. When you think of it being a ringtone in a seminar, any fucking song is bad. One that you said that absolutely killed me when we were playing this game really back in the day, like a year ago. This okay. one kills me because it's about it's all about the intro. But you said it was like, do you want to build a snowman? But if you think about the intro of it, it goes like this. Not Elsa. Dun, 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 dun. Elsa. <laughs> that's, that's awful. That's fucking bad. That's like you just let it ring. You look around confused. Elsa. You cannot answer. You cannot let it be known that it's yours. Let's play the game of who gets more out of sex. Yes. So Daenerys and Jon Snow, who gets more out of the sex? Did we say it was equal? I think it's Daenerys gets more out of the sex. I think it's pretty equal. I think he's so in love with her. Um, Troy and Gabriella. Troy. Troy's getting more from Troy's it. Troy's coming in two seconds. <laughs> Gabriella's like, vaginas are so ugly. Gabriella's lying there. It's like inevitable. <laughs> Gabriella is lying there for sure. She's not doing a thing. No. No, but I don't think she's lying there. I think she's putting on a show. The thing is, Sharpay's not lying there. She's loving it. It's still a performance for Sharpay. Yeah, Sharpay's like, I want fabulous. I want my clit rub like this. <laughs> I want you to kiss me like this. Fabulous and nothing less. <laughs> she's like, na 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 Troy's like, when I hear my favourite song, I know we belong. Fuck's sake. I love it. What's the bit when he says, above a noise? Black <laughs> oh, A single voice. Above, above a noise. noise. <laughs> what about um Harry and Cho? Harry and Cho Chang. Harry and Cho? I think Cho might get more out of it. I would hope she would. Well, I hope it's equal, but... I think ha- maybe Cho's getting more out of it there, but... Cho and Cedric. Cedric's getting more. Yeah, I agree. Cedric's not caring for sure. I agree. But it's kind of in any instance where we're choosing essentially a minor and talking about their (laughs) sex life. By the way, that's what's happening. Um, I think the teenage girls are getting less. And I'm hoping that's changing over time. But I just think realistically, looking back on when we were were teenagers and my friends when they were teenagers, etc. I know exactly what the sex was like. And it wasn't really sex. It was rape. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that was what we were saying when we first started having this conversation. I was like, no, this has to be on the podcast. Yeah. Was essentially we were talking about sex 
quote-unquote sex and we were saying okay well if they had sex they had sex whatever but it wasn't sex it was rape and we were saying she's getting fucking raped she's getting raped she's getting raped god we're mental (laughs) which makes us sound nuts we do sound mental and we're not using the word rape lightly but it's actually the opposite of using the, the word rape lightly. It's actually the way that we underemphasize using the word sex quite heavily. Yeah, exactly. We've we've um, catastrophized the word rape so much so that we've become so sensitive to it, and it holds such a stigma that actually it's a lot more common than we allow it to be. The the way that I'm seeing people go out and have quote unquote sex and not enjoy it and then hearing all the details about it the following day yeah it's like that wasn't sex yeah because also it's like we're not just i promise as we made a game but we're not just looking around at our lives going you're not having good sex you're being raped pointing fingers we actually know exactly what's happening in these situations and we've got polls we've got the polls, and we've got guys. the statistics to prove it something i wasn't surprised by but i still did find it interesting disappointed but not surprised was everyone essentially saying all their stories about the bad sex that they've had to experience and truly we are sorry i loved well i didn't love this i hate to hear it but i loved this one i thought it was interesting they said my first literally had to stop halfway through every time and jack off to finish it's funny because we don't say that in england jack off jack off it's a bit like um you're a jerk why is it reminding me of donkey from shrek oh because he's a jackass because <laughs> he's a donkey I was like, why am I getting donkey Yeah, but interesting, because he's a donkey, but that doesn't mean he's a jack-off. That means you've linked jack-ass and then, and then what? To jackass? Yeah. What? I don't know why I just, when you said jack-off, I got a huge image of donkey from Shrek. What the fuck? That's quite disgusting. That's really weird. I was like, why am I thinking of him right now? It's him and dragon. She's getting more from the sex. Dragon is getting more out of the sex than donkey. Than donkey. That's for certain. And what about Shrek and Fiona? Shrek. Shrek's absolutely drained Fiona for all she's bloody worth. (laughs) (laughs) I think. So bleak. I hate that. (laughs) In that disgusting swamp, it must stink. It must (laughs) fucking reek in there. There's that wolf in their bed who's like, sorry. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But 100% um, dragon is having feminist sex. Yeah, I would fucking hope so. Burn the place down if not. Yeah. Also... Didn't Dragon wait? Dragon probably hasn't had sex in like kind of 50 years. Maybe even probably fucking centuries. She was extinct. They um have about 10 million kids as well. They do, yeah. They're really cute. They're like half donkey. Because he went in and out, in and out 10 million times. In and out a million times. <laughs> <laughs> Who would, Who do, would such do such a thing? thing? <clears throat> right. So they said, my first literally had to stop halfway through every time and jack off to finish because he was so used to porn. Mm, also never went down on me ever. Clown me slept with this man for two years. Why? Validating at its very worst. Clown emoji. I love it when our phrases get used back at us. Yeah, same. It's like, wait, I am a real person. <laughs> Existential crisis over. I'm not dissociating anymore because people know me. <laughs> I am a worthwhile human being. Someone said it on a poll once. <laughs> but how scarring is that? That's horrific. So halfway through, this, I'm assuming, I mean, they said my first literally had two blah, blah, blah. So I'm assuming you mean the first person you had sex with is pulling out halfway through. And wanking. Please don't tell me he's fucking coming all over you. That's the last thing I need to hear. Oh, well, I... <laughs> Don't give me that news. I can't handle it today. I'm in a fragile fucking state. I've been worn down by this bloody thing. They don't want to use a fucking tampon, let alone have proper sex. 100% he's coming all over her boobs. 100% that's happening. And she's making noises and pulling faces when he does. She's like, oh my God. (laughs) Oh, this makes me feel sick, guys. This world is so bad. Like, I'm not even joking more. This world is cruel. I was saying this morning on the phone to Erin, it's like, it's not even... (laughs) God, our phone calls sound fucking weird. We were talking and I was like it's not even like a meme like I hate it here it's like I keep saying recently this place is bad yeah like this place that we found ourselves in this place stinks worse than Shrek swamp Shrek's little swamp get out of my swamp well anyway I wanted to raise that point because as we've said on and on this whole time are you really having sex or what and I just to me I just feel like it's such a thing of like okay are you enjoying rough sex with your boyfriend or are you indulging his childhood trauma and perverse desires yeah 
are you enjoying this crazy thing where you're being stood up and strapped over the head and all of this and smacked around the face and choked because you enjoy it and choked and maybe you do are you doing this because you enjoy it or are you enjoying him enjoying it because he has some repressed memories and trauma and understandings of the patriarchy and domination over women that he hasn't unpacked and he's just dumping it out on top of you literally on you in the form of fucking cum yeah Yeah. i mean if you listen to our porn episode you know our views on porn that it is aesthetically disgusting (laughs) like it's dire worrying we had we said i don't know if we said this in the podcast but we said that porn hadn't been shot since 2011 because they're all wearing kind of galaxy print (laughs) t-shirts and like french tip nails and all of the boys have frosted tips it's the weirdest aesthetic i've ever seen in my life um but also i mean we spoke a bit about balessa how we me and Erin had a weird day of our lives where we watched porn together for a, from morning till night honestly from the sun rising to setting we watched it all day we were sat essentially in the kitchen pulled up porn on my phone it was like 10 a.m we were watching porn watching porn watching porn and then i looked at the time and it was quarter to four yeah it's worrying <laughs> oh fucking hell and we thought this can't be the day we need to go and get ice cream right now yeah and we did i also really want to explain our ice cream shop thing because we spoke about this in the in the pilot season yeah but basically me and erin have this saying where we say like it's a metaphor of sorts <laughs> it's, a, it's a clever little metaphor it basically our theory is that you cannot be sad in an ice cream shop you can't be sad when you're like in the line about to pick out kind of your favorite flavor of ice cream from your favorite ice cream place it's impossible and i put you to the test of being sad in an ice cream shop so that's when we say we're going to get ice cream or whatever we mean we're going to stand in that line get ice cream and it's just like you can't you can't be sad in an ice cream shop it's just it's actually specifically from boho gelato in brighton i think we should say yeah you it's a rule of life it's actually like gravity or something it's like you can't be sad in an ice cream shop it's um, a, a law of physics yeah but but yeah we watch porn all day <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell oh jesus Christ. no sponsor for this episode surprisingly <laughs> not sponsored by anyone because no one wants to put their name on us um <laughs> oh yeah and balessa we were we went on to balessa.com and we so if you haven't heard of balessa it's a, a porn website made for women by women supposedly but if this is the closest we can get to feminist porn i was gonna say we ain't buying it but also i think they follow us so i don't want to be rude like also maybe they should sponsor us no i i think it's a great concept <laughs> <laughs> but bad execution <laughs> hey this episode uh, is sponsored by melissa bad great concept bad execution <laughs> imagine um, oh fucking hell we're burning bridges before we built them we are burning bridges but to be honest it is the truth <laughs> there are women screaming their nuts off yeah with what like from what someone ramming their dick up their ass they're literally screeching 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 the clit hasn't been touched in a second or if it is it's kind of being honestly by accident drilled. he knocked it by accident <laughs> no it's being like drilled into it's it's not sex like this what i'm watching right now does not reflect sex let alone feminist sex yeah no 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 you've got it wrong you read the room wrong what i hated so much about balessa is they have categories so we clicked like hot guy or whatever but they all look like fucking like tony hawk <laughs> they're not Nikki Clark the hairdresser yeah exactly that is really bad it's the opposite of sex for me it's not intimate it's always brightly lit in a kitchen it's the opposite Mm. of intimate sex um my understanding of feminist sex and the way that I have sex would be a meaningful intimacy it's an idea of um a balance but that's not what I'm seeing there is no element of balance here it's a girl screaming her head off and a man whose head has been cut off, Mike Wazowski, out of the shot. He hasn't said a word all day. He's just, you might get a grunt. He could have any old accent hiding under there. We literally don't know. We have no hints about where he's from. He's got some weird tattoos. He might have like kind of a swastika tattoo or something. <laughs> it's just like, I can't bear this. I can't look at this for another second. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not. Um, It's the op. I honestly think porn is the antithesis of sex. Yeah, <laughs> But unfortunately, as well, 
it's not just like okay porn is the antithesis of sex and it ends there it's like no everyone's por- everyone's sex that they're having now is shaped by fucking porn yeah so it's like it's not just like oh porn is bad that's a shame well that you know no need to worry about it then it's like no you, even if you don't watch porn you can't escape it because the person you're having sex with watches porn kind of seven times a week it doesn't matter whether you think porn looks ugly which we oh believe me we do it's um every single person that you're going to have sex with has watched that and has internalised that and has understood... And now will embody it with you. And has internalised female desire as that, as what they see reflected on the screen, which is not accurate. And this is why sex education is fucked. Not the show. The show's great. (laughs) Gillian Anderson, Anderson, making another iconic appearance. Everyone watched the show. I mean, that is great sex education, but formal sex education is fucked because whilst the men learn about pleasure, the women learn about how to manage their periods. No, 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 honey. You got it wrong. Yeah. All of my teachers, you got it wrong. Yeah, you read it wrong. I mean, the fact that sex education is coming from teachers who I have a large distrust for anyway. Well, I can only imagine what their sex life is like. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're hardly sex gurus in my mind it's like mrs thingy well she's married to mr thingy and he <laughs> yeah. definitely does not have good sex he's definitely getting more out of the sex <laughs> than she is did you have back in school the undertone of the teachers thinking you're a bit of a whore when they're talking to you about sex <laughs> don't you think female teachers doing sex education had a bit of a kind of like oh what you're gonna go and you know have a have you know have sex are you oh i remember this was one phrase that was definitely used in my sex education like later in life kind of like year 10 11 um them being like look well it might just be like a bike shed bonk it might be a bike shed bonk yeah and it's a bit like you really think the worst of us like you really think yeah. we're meeting up behind the bank the bike shed oh you can't stand us but then when you see me by the bike shed smoking you go get out of the bike sheds but you told me i could have sex in the bike shed a minute ago yeah, yeah. but now you're angry at me even standing here you nutter i remember a girl we were in secondary school and she asked they had like a stack of condoms and she asked for the, for the condoms like asked for one or something and the teacher like was annoyed with her but it's like well if if they're there not to give out then for what <laughs> they're just her personal collection she's like and <laughs> she i brought have them this in time mine. and i have this type <laughs> what the fuck isn't it crazy yeah there's there's definitely an element of shame that goes on mm. judging there were so many weird things said um but also we would just take the piss like i remember we had the anonymous question box go around same thing in year five as we had in year like 11 and we just would take the piss because the teacher couldn't handle it and i remember writing down what's your favorite sex position did she answer we don't even answer that on the podcast. You've asked us that a few times. We don't answer. Sefi doesn't want to answer. I'm like, it's too far. I couldn't possibly. It's too too graphic. Beep, beep. This is Persephone from the future editing this and censoring this bit because Erin says something inappropriate. I just said cut. something that's been vetoed hard. Big time cut. I might beep that. Yeah, yeah. Beep it. It's either getting beeped or cut. So you're lucky if you even heard the beep. <laughs> So I was just looking through the question box and I mean, there were so many amazing things. Like It just blows my mind every time. Like the things that people say are just so fucking stunning. And I know it's become a bit of a meme that we say stunning about everything. But to be honest, as much as I say the world is fucking awful, the world is very stunning as well. Like, the world is stunning because you lot are here sending us really key messages. There's just quite a lot of stunning things in the world. Like the thought that like, I don't know, just the world is stunning. But it's also the worst place I've ever been. So someone said, I've done sex magic. That made me feel pretty powerful. But I love when people write magic with a K. Okay, yeah. So I saw that earlier. Yeah. It takes magic from Harry Potter to like Alistair Crowley whatever like it takes it to like the occult like it's kind of suddenly I need to be summoning demons yeah yeah so sex magic have you ever heard of that I've heard of it can't say I've ever done it Mm, same I've heard of it but never done it but my favorite thing about magic with a k or like my favorite thing with this kind of I just think of it more as like I honestly think (laughs) right now guaranteed by the time this podcast comes out I'm shaking my head like no disagree but (laughs) by the second we stop recording I'm already shaking my head yeah yeah I feel like we kind of touched on this not about sex but about kind of making a cup of tea or something Mm. that the rituals of life are kind of so stunning (laughs) the only good thing in the world yeah and it's kind of like if you want to think of your cup of tea as your spell or sex as your spell oh I'm so down I love it wow yeah but I'm not I'm not consciously entering myself into I'm not saying to Jack should we do sex magic tonight but I do think that there is like a spiritual 100% is a magical element yeah I completely agree how can there not be a magical element 
Yeah. Or am I getting too woohoo? No, I agree. Let me Google sex magic. My search history is already weird, so I might as well do it. Are you doing sex magic these days, Sefi? No, I'm not, but I wish I was. I need to know more about it. Okay, so I've Wikipedia'd it. Wikipedia'd as a mm. as a verb. As a verb. Sex magic, sometimes spelled sex magic with a K, is any mm. type of sexual activity used in magical, ritualistic, or, an, or otherwise religious or spiritual pursuits. One practice of sex magic is using sexual arousal or orgasm with visualization of a desired result. Manifest. By sex magicians. Sex magician. That's funny. That's my new identity. I don't love the word magician because it makes me think of a black stick with white ends. Ooh. And a top hat and a, and a box that you chop people in half. It reminds me of the tarot card, the magician. I so like, like that. Sex magician. But magician's a little bit, am I Darren Brown? Yeah, but even worse, even Darren Brown has like a fuckable vibe, but a classic old school party magician. Rabbit out of yeah, a hat. It's a bad vibe. It's not good. But I like the I like the sentiment. Well, I think sex can be self-care if you're having feminist sex, for example. For sure. Or it can be self-harm if you're not. Very true. If you're having feminist sex, where well, I liked what someone else said, they said, I, I can't remember what I said, the prompt was something about like, do you believe that we can have feminist sex, for example? And they said, do you mean sex without feeling like I'm a whole? And it's like, yeah, that's ex- to be honest, that's exactly what I meant. Yeah, stunning. Couldn't have said it better myself. This is the thing. This is why I think it's more... Fe- feminist sex to me is more than asking for what you want, being dominant, mm. because men don't have to actively do that. That's just what happens. The fact that feminist sex for us is not feeling like a whole... Yeah. It shouldn't even be that. It should be... That should be normal sex and feminist sex should be beyond empowering. The fact that feminist sex is not feeling like a whole is so depressing. I agree. I think it's really jarring that we have worked to get to this point where we feel like we're the protagonists in our own lives, despite the patriarchy, etc, etc. You live your life as the main character until you're having sex and suddenly you're not the protagonist anymore. You're the extra. You're the side character in your own experience. This is the scene. Has anyone seen the film The Holiday, starring Cameron Diaz, Jude Law, Jack Black, and Kate Winslet, star-studded cast? (laughs) Truly. Truly. I can't believe I got that all in one as well. There is a scene in this where Kate Winslet meets this old man, and he is like an Oscar-winning kind of old man, and he has loads and loads of Oscars. And he he says in this, you're the leading lady, but you're acting like the best friend. Yeah. And she says, I should be the leading lady of my own life, for Christ's sake, or something like that. But I think it's so fucking true. And now there's this whole narrative like, you've got to romanticise your life on TikTok and all of this. Mm. And I think it is true. Of course, you don't want to take that too far and start romanticising your life because before you know it, you're living in skins and you are having a bad, bad time. Yeah, you're kind of Kurt Cobain. Yeah, you're romanticising misery. Um, But there is an element of insects, you 100% should be the priority his desire of this man that is the priority in every other element of life especially on a one night stand who he is just going to essentially treat you as a whole and if you're a man listening saying no no it's not true please just listen to the fact that what 93 percent of people on our poll said that that's how they feel so your experience kind of is irrelevant here because 93 percent of people feel that that is the opposite it, yeah you should be prioritizing yourself you should be romanticizing that situation or not being in it i completely agree you need to either be the priority or not be in it i completely i completely 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 agree couldn't agree more because what, you're going to lie there, get fucked and leave and with the vague promise that he might take you out for a drink in a week's time. Even that would be pretty crazy. Yeah, and it's not good. That's not good enough. Yeah, it's not good enough. I think that's... For the promise then that he'll fuck you that night and it will be horrific and or not even horrific, fine. And then you might go to go for dinner with him and he'll fuck you again. It's just like, what is this weird... What, what are you trading? What is this trade? It's not fair trade. It's like I'm every week, I'm giving you a plate of dinner and you're giving me one P for yeah. every time. Plate of dinner, one P. Plate of dinner, one P. It's just like not, it's not a fair trade. Completely. We write about this invalidating. We do, yeah. Because everything comes down to feeling like you can settle for scrappy do's. It's actually not good enough. Why is that good enough for you? Because you don't value yourself. Yeah, it shouldn't be good enough for you. No. 
but I feel like we've scratched the surface of this there's so much more to say like I know we haven't even talked about like masturbation like, we haven't know. talked about anything instead of talking about Shrek but it's kind of <laughs> look who knows well, like, why didn't we get anything go. done this episode it's like we spoke <laughs> about fucking spider pig for 10 minutes <laughs> <laughs> does whatever a spider pig does this is the thing with these episodes you are just gonna I don't know why I'm prefacing it as if it's like you are gonna get this this is what you get week after week is god knows what yeah who knows where they go um there's so much more to be said as usual there's go read mummy laden egg (laughs) it tells you everything you need to know everything you need to know is in that book guys it's in that book god genuinely i don't know why i'm plugging validating this this episode but every i think it's because it's so relevant um everything you do need to know is in validating it's on our website links in our bio blah 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 blah, and it stands obs what can i even say thanks so much for listening thanks for your gorgeous messages and thoughts on sex and just on us in general just on life always appreciated honestly more than you can ever know (laughs) (laughs) more than you will ever know reviews 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 you know the whole spiel we're about to do we love the reviews yeah reviews reviews snooze 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 you lose give us reviews where i'm gonna go and watch blues clues if anyone (gasps) remembers blues clues i do right that was a poem blues clues now apparently he doesn't have a notepad anymore he has an ipad i think That's weird. That's what he gets his clues on, yeah. That's cool. Wait, I didn't know it was still going. I might be making that up, but I think it's true. <laughs> I didn't know it was still going. God, it's a hit. Yeah, I think so. They had a hit on their hands. I thought it was just like a little show. Yeah, smash it. Mm, love that. So I'm going to go watch Blue's Clues now. Um, see you in the ice cream shop. Oh, can't wait. See you there. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.